Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, I, I kind of was sucking him off. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, the Mario Soto edition, episode number 36. I'm your host, Coop, and we have plenty of people here to talk Reds baseball and to do a post-mortem on the 2019 season since it's pretty much over. Uh, let's start with, here's the thing, Polly. how are you? Here's the thing. I'm living a dream, drinking in my garage. Boom. Drinking up this loss. It's sad. I changed my flag today. Felt pretty good. Go college football. We also have obscure former Reds, Ken. Ken, how are you tonight? Shout that. out to other number 36s, uh, DT Cromer and Scott Service. Um, and yes, the Red season is officially dead and buried. We also have Kevin on. Kev, how are you tonight? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Oh, just, uh, just, just dandy. Coming to you from the great state of Hawaii, Stephen Offenbaker, host of, host of the Reds yeah. Alert podcast. Uh. Stephen, how are you? Aloha. You know, I'm uh, I'm sad the Reds have turned the hashtag from sneak on in to hashtag fucked it up. <laughs> Whoops. We also have Burmy coming to you live from Columbus. Burmy, how are you? Here's the thing. I'm not Polly. <laughs> Branch, how are you doing tonight? I'm happy to be here. It's been a bitch of a week, but I'm happy to be here. And uh, yeah, the Reds aren't. Yeah, what Steve said. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Greg on. Greg, how are you doing tonight? That's the woo. Because we don't know his fucking name. Hello, darkness. That's all for the sneak on in people. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, We're so, professionals. This so is a professional. This is an award-winning podcast now. Uh, go go look at the reviews for the podcast on uh, iTunes, and you'll see that this is an award-winning podcast now. Exactly, Stephen. You don't have an award yet, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk a little Reds baseball um, today. This is Wednesday that we're recording on. Reds got shellacked. I think that's a technical term. They lost 17 to 7. Uh, Aristides Aquino did hit his ninth home run in 14 games, which is nice. But after getting swept by the Nationals or Walgreens, as Kevin would say, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking all hopes of sneak on in have snuck on out. So let's start. Let's start with you, Kevin. Is the season over? Yes. When you lose to a corner store three straight and get blown out, give up 17 runs in like two innings, then uh, your season's officially dead. And well, not even the medicine at Walgreens can save you. And, and you know, the Proud Boy, uh, Bauer gave up nine runs. That was a, I think that's a career high today. 
How many home runs did he give up? He gave up back to back. Five. I'm not sure that's right. He gave up back to back home runs. I don't. I, I don't know. I was trying to listen to Danny Graves call it, and that was just painful. He only uh, gave up two home runs, both in the fifth. Yeah. Port- so I saw. I saw Post getting a tweet that uh, supposedly the uh, Nats TV crew or whatever radio crew came over to Marty and said that a Bowers pitch uh, tipping his pitches. But don't ask me how they would know. But it sounds like a nice narrative. But. Huh. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll hear about that on info. So uh, let's see. Woo, uh, <laughs> 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 why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on the uh, the death of the 2019 Cincinnati Reds? It's the death of the playoffs. It's probably the death of 500, which is the really, to me, the disappointing part. Because so, uh, to me, that losing the five, I mean, 500, I think they've got to go. Looking at this earlier, they got to win. 25 of their next whatever 581 maybe it could happen but that probably to me not. was the big probably not that was the bigger one right it was trying to get to a winner uh, a non-losing record not even a winning record so that's kind of kicking the nuts so yeah speaking but of yeah if you if you were holding on to all those sneak on end things it was yeah probably a real bad day for you Speak, that lasted a week speaking of getting kicked <laughs> in the nuts burmy what are your thoughts on uh what has happened here hey thanks um, well, one, I, I did want to say that I'm happy that to- I didn't hear Tom make a stupid joke that the Bengals lost uh, to the Washington Redskins 17-7 to today. So I guess that's a win. Um, the thing I thought was crazy about the game today, well, one, Freddie Galvis, now five for six in his Reds career. Good for him. We can um, talk about two, that later. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I thought was it was wild was out of the 17 runs they gave up, they were all charged to two pitchers. It was literally just Bauer and Romano. So nobody else got credited with giving up a run. Which I thought was interesting. And that's 17 of them, so... Steven, give us your thoughts. Well, you know, as I said in in the beginning, they really fucked this up. There's no way around it. They were in the prime opportunity to do something with it. So the playoff hopes, those are dead. Those are over. Uh, I also agree that, you know, 500 baseball is probably the best we can hope for. And that's an outside shot at this point. But I'm not ready to declare the season dead completely because there's still a lot of exciting things going on if the Reds handle this correctly. If we start seeing Van Meter every day, if Aquino continues to play every day. Uh-oh. Are you Is there? Is Red Reporter? Are you there? <laughs> Red Reporter. He got off. I think Hawaii just got... <laughs> what? There must have been a warhead just hit Hawaii. Well, why don't we move on and see if he comes back? Uh, here's the thing, Polly. <laughs> here's up. the thing. It was hitting right there. Like, we can hope for 500 baseball now. Like, there are some good things that can happen this season with Van Meter playing every day and kids getting cups of coffee. You know, even even younger kids being brought up uh, at the end of the season. There's all hope is not lost, but the Reds can't afford to fucker this situation up at the the remaining of the season. Well, I'm on the Bob Castellini train train now. Let's uh, let's go for 76 wins. Woo! Yay! Awesome! That's it. Can finish this uh, topic off. This was a microcosm of the season. Uh, they score seven. They score six runs and lose. They give up three runs and lose. They score seven runs and lose. They just could never consistently be on the winning side of either their offense or their pitching. 
Um, I don't care that Sal Romano came in with his gas can, gas can and lit the mound on fire. Um, I do care that Trevor Bauer ha- had his new changeup that he's trying to learn from Luis Castillo. Shout out to Trent on at the Athletic. That's good content. Go read it. Go buy it. And I, I don't really know if he tried to throw it or not, but whatever he did, um, the Nationals knew what was coming because Anthony Rendon and Adam Eaton shit all over him. Um, so the season was fun while it lasted. Um, to your to your guys' point, and I'm sure we'll get into this. Um, I, I want to see Aquino and Van Meter play. Um, Galvis is interesting again. We'll get it. We'll get into that. Um, so, okay. Um, what, that's a pretty good uh, uh, segue into our next topic, and that is that uh, Cincinnati Reds picked up Freddie Galvis off waivers for some reason from Toronto. Uh, I say for some reason because I'm not sure why Toronto chose to waive him. Um, he has a, I think it's five five million dollar club option for next year, and Freddie Galvis is. He's okay. He's he's going to give you 15 to 20 home runs. Maybe more in Great American Paul Park, who knows. Uh he's he's a plus defender. He's not Jose Iglesias with the glove, but he's I mean, he's better than, you know, Scooter Jeanette with the glove. But I've got a problem here. For some reason David Bell has said that he's going to get the majority of the at-bats at second base. And that's a no-go for me. Because if you look at today, somebody uh, out of Josh Manveter and Nick Senzel or Jesse Winker is going to sit for Freddie Galvis playing second base when he should be playing shortstop if you're going to play him. So here's the thing, Polly. What the hell is going on here with the Reds thinking with Freddie Galvis? Maybe. I don't uh, I'm, I'm trying to make a positive note about this, but I there's ugh, it's weird it's odd you know like especially david bell now saying he's gonna get most of the at bats like are they just really not planning to sign an iglesias are they gonna platoon him next year i don't I, it's just i his numbers are decent like you're right like he could have a, little, a few more more than 20 hammers maybe 25 max at great american but ooh. yeah what? it's definitely odd uh, Burmy, give us your Galvis thoughts. Yeah, I think Freddie. I mean, having Galvis on the team is fine. If they, you know, if they were going to play him at shortstop and sit, you know, sit Jose Iglesias, use him as a pinch hitter the rest of the year, that'd be fine too because he's probably going to walk. Um, to me, what this says, the team really doesn't value Philip Urban because I think they're going to play Van Meter in left, and then obviously play Senzel in in center, and you know, I guess. Aquino and right for now because how could you ever sit a guy that's been this red hot and is also young so I think it's an interesting move um, because to me it says that you know thanks Phil Irvin for playing along for the last couple of years and even though you have a 1.5 war this year and you know you've been putting up solid offensive numbers as I pull up he's slugging 589 that's at 118 plate appearances clearly you don't have a lot of value that or they're just not going to play Josh Van Meter which will really piss me off so it's one of the two. Ken. I think um, him playing second base means they are going to try to sign Jose Iglesias. I think Van, I think, um, Van Meter, is. they see him as a utility. Um, it sounds like 
my prediction for next year is Senzel in center, Aquino in right, and then a platoon of Irvin and Winker in left. And then super utility of Van Meter. Um, I think Peraza's days are numbered. That's what this same that's what this says to me, is that Peraza's gonna be non tendered. Um, and Dietrich won't be back either. Even though he has a year of control, they'll probably just non-tender him. Unless they keep him for left-handed power off the bench, but then that's Van Meter's role. So um, I see Dietrich and Peraza's days are not as reds, and they'll try to get another veteran bat off the bench. But Van Meter goes to the bench. Um, Unfortunately, I wanted to see him but I think Bell sees Alvis and Iglesias starting next year, and then the outfield of Platoon and left, Senzel and Aquino and right. Branch. Fuck what Bell wants. Uh, Van Meter needs to be playing second base for the rest of the season. Every just lefties and righties, period. There's Agreed. no reason not to. If you're not to, then you damn sure better give me Rendon at the end of the year. And and you know if you're, going, if you're going to go this route, then okay, Galvis is either a stopgap or whatever. If you want to sign Iglesias, fine. I'm happy with Peraza being done with him. I'm done with Peraza. If he's had four years, I don't give a fuck about his age. He's had four years to put it together. That is longer than Van Meters would ever get to put it together. And I'm just done. It's it, it's not coming together. The guy can't walk. He can't take a strike. I mean, can't take take a ball. He just swings at everything. I, I'm done with him. But if you're going to do this with Van Meter, I can see him being being super utility. If you're going to buy somebody to play second base, but if you're not going to buy somebody to play second base, well, that's really fucking stupid because Galvis is not that damn good. I mean, all right, but he's not that great. I mean, it's not going to. It's not going to put us over the top. It's probably not going to put us much over 500 for next year. So that's my thoughts on it. Woo, give us your Galvis and middle infield thoughts. It's confusing, head scratching. Um, you got I mean, also next year, you know, the roster expands and you have a dedicated slots for pitchers and, and position players. So kind of in a way, the position depth increases by one, which... I don't know if they're looking at this as an insurance policy, you know, in terms of what they do in free agency coming up. You know, you could maybe platoon them at shortstop. There's some evidence there. Uh, you know, I, I'm much more inclined to go with the overall better bat. <laughs> Just come back to me. Okay. Uh, Kev. Uh, when my first reaction when they signed us was they said, hey, look, a free shortstop. And I don't think they were sold on anybody playing shortstop next year. And, Knowing there's really only Didi as a free agent in the offseason, they were saying, let's grab every shortstop we can. Because I think the way they're looking at everything, they're they're trying to get – I mean, we know that they're looking at, like, bullpen, shortstop, catchers, because that's what they've, they've been trading for and looking for in the offseason. So you know that he's got that on his mind. But with him coming out and saying Galvis is playing second base, I think with Terrell – tweeted or he tweeted it from red reporter or something saying we could play an entire lineup of second baseman. The last place we need anybody playing is second base because when Sinzel is coming up, he's a second baseman and you guys have already mentioned three or four guys that could play second base. It's, it's ridiculous at this point. 
we've got so many second basemen between AAA and the major leagues. What's the point? Unless the, what are they clearing space for Rodriguez to play shortstop next year? Then he's in AAA right now. Alfredo. Yeah, uh, he still can't hit though. Uh, <laughs> Steven. But he hit two eighty six in Double A. Oh, woohoo, Steven. <clears throat> You know, I think that probably the Reds' priority is to try and re-sign Iglesias. I mean, there's an article up on the team website right now about how Iglesias is open to signing an extension with the team. So I think that's probably their first priority for shortstop. And if that happens, I think you're probably looking at Galvis, the second baseman next year, which I'm I'm not happy with, but I think that's what happens. Then I think uh, Van Meter becomes the super utility and Peraza gets his walking papers. I think that's probably an accurate statement. If Iglesias, for some reason, doesn't get re-signed, then that sets up some domino effect where I think then Galvis is your shortstop, Van Meter is your second baseman, Peraza gets another year to stick around as the utility guy, and then as far as offseason moves, I don't think they'll go sign any big middle infielders. I think those options I just mentioned are what you've got for infield. I think they'll go spend some money maybe on uh, upgrading the catcher position, maybe not and then really be looking for bullpen help. I really think that's all we'll see in the offseason from them. They're not going to spend $70 million on bullpen help. Well, I, I don't think they're going to spend $70 million. Yeah, they're probably not going that, to. Okay. I think that they're saying, I think what they're doing right now is they're going to be able to come out in the offseason and say, well, you know, we made these moves. We're happy with these guys. They, they, they've, given, they've shown us enough to be confident in them. We've addressed the bullpen, which we feel like was our glaring weakness this year. Now we feel like we're in a position with our starting pitching to make a run at the postseason. I think they're under $125 million, I'm done. They're giving it to Cleveland Indians. Try. I mean, I mean I'm done. If, if they're under $120 million, I mean, and that's bare minimum, then I'm done. Well, they've got, they've got to I don't see the pitcher spot, too. Well, I, I guess that's been added. Uh, yeah, go ahead. This is this week, obviously, is blocking Alex Blandino, too. That's another good point with Alex Blandino. Uh, I personally, I'd give Blandino a shot over Iglesias and Peraza. I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, before he got hurt, he was hitting the ball well. Well, and he's been hitting the ball well in Louisville since he got back. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Blandino fan. I mean, he was a sandwich pick for a reason. It's not like he didn't have any talent. Correct. He's got the best nickname, too. I, I would just like to say, like, we go with golf. that's fine for next year, whatever, but I don't see how or why it makes any sense to be stealing any games from Van Meter this season. Like, I mean, prior to last night's game, the guy had 122 bats in the season. He had a 1.1 uh, war for from baseball reference. Eight from fan graphs with 117 OPS plus 121 WRC plus. Got to see what this kid's doing. Absolutely, and stealing a bats in a season that's done is stupid because you're. I just I. It's aggravating to say the least. It's figure out what this kid is, if he's your super utility or if he's your starter. I, you just. It just seems like hey, this is going to be the Reds. We're going to cheap our way and say we tried our best, and you know if they aren't spending money. It, it equates the wins. That's how baseball is, right? It's not everything, but it's a large percentage of it. And it just feels like, oh, we want to keep a nice player we're familiar with on the cheap for shortstop. And, hey, we picked up this other guy. He's only going to be $5 million next year. He can play second base for us. It just feels like the same old stupid, we can't spend money Reds, which is just preposterous. It's just, it doesn't match the reality 
of the game, even for quote the small market rates. And well, it's, and it's ne- you're never going to win. You're just going to be oh we're 500. Oh we're in the chase in August. That's great. Woo! And and that should not be acceptable for the fan base whatsoever. And you want to re-sign Iglesias? Okay, re-sign him as a bench player, not as your starting shortstop. Correct. Because yes, he comes in in the seventh inning when you're ahead by three. Right. The defensive replacement. That guys, I cannot. Which is what he was supposed to be this year. Exactly. Go ahead, Burmy. I cannot. Be- I cannot believe none of us mentioned that Freddie Galvis has a career WAR of six point nine. Nice. Fuck. Nice. Fuck. Sorry. That's pretty nice for the for the action. That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it should be sixty nine, not six point nine. You wouldn't be on the Reds then. The Blues got me over here fantasizing about Rendon. Yeah, a second baseman and look at his number. Yes, and look, look at against you know the third baseman in Colorado and going, well, what would his numbers be if he played at Colorado? And going, oh my gosh! I have a feeling that Anthony Rendon's going to the Angels. Just call him another player. Oh, like ninety-five-year-old Albert Pujols and Mike Trout. Mike Trout needs some help. What about Otani? Well, he's not pitching right now, so. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, why don't we move on to some listener questions? Well, that's an enthusiastic this response. Is a, this is an uplifting <laughs> yes. podcast. This is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the listener questions. Shout out to Ram at Unc Ram. I put one on this night. I'm excited to answer my own question. Yes. Okay. So I. Ask the uh, the Twitterverse for questions, and ask them to use the hashtag podcast grade. <laughs> because well, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so our first question, it actually comes from Burmy. Burmy asks hashtag podcast brigade. What's Wu's real name? Greg. Greg, you want to give this a stab? That sounds like a great, great. Great answer. Great Trevor. Answer. He's a Trevor. It's probably like Bryson or something stupid. No, it's Bryson be fucking stupid enough. Bryson? Right? Well, no, I'll take that one. Or like he's like fucking Ronald. How about Hunter? Hunter or Ford? It's like Steve. Wow. You, got excited. you got excited about an exciting name. You Rick. have a boring name, John. <laughs> <laughs> His name is fucking biblical. It's probably Cain or Abel. <laughs> it's Romulus Remus Shadrach Meshach It's so close, it's close. You're, all so close. You're gonna tell oh us one of these God. days God damn it I still think it's Greg <laughs> <laughs> So moving on uh, Luke Wilson At a underscore Luke Wilson on Twitter Shout out to Luke He asks uh, Hashtag podcast brigade Will you consider changing the name of the podcast to The Hunt for Reds October? Yes. <laughs> do it. God damn it, Ohio State. Steve, Steven, defend your university. Yeah, there's copyright laws. So <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that the official chartered name of the university in Columbus is The Ohio State University. There's no comma. Like, if they would like to use that material on marketing items then under U.S. law, it needs to be trademarked, and you want the best for the university, and you want them to do things the legal way. A lot of smart people in Columbus. They feel like they need a trademark. I, I am supportive wholeheartedly. 
That's very nice of you, Stephen. I have to ask, out in Hawaii, is there a Buckeye bar out there? There is not, except at my house. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's good enough. I was just curious. Da, 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 da. Oh, breaking We're news, Branch. Go ahead. Breaking news from the state of West Virginia. We are going to copyright the burning of couches after winning football games. <laughs> and and, and oh, no yes. other state can do it. If they do it, they owe us money. That's you, the way that's going to go. You that's have, how fucking stupid. Well, my, you're going to have to talk about people on State Street in Lexington because they like to burn couches, too. Well, they're going to they're gonna owe money after this. The only real State Street is in Athens, Ohio. I think there's a State Street well, in every... I think, there's, I think there's a couple out there, actually. A couple State Streets. Just guessing. Oh. Just, it seems like a... Like Main it Street. Didn't, it, didn't seem like, it didn't seem like a very generic name. I don't know. You're a very generic name. No, no, really, as I'm drawing these pictures up to send to the copyright office, should it be a, a Bic or like a Zip? The light, the, the couch on fire. Tail. No, it's got to be but a butane lighter. A butane lighter. Okay, that's what I need to know. Because we got to draw this up to make it legal. Shouldn't it be like right. a big fat lady with hair curlers in, like dropping her cigarette on the couch <laughs> to light it? I mean, you are. Typically, it's just a bunch of drunk people shooting yeah. out rum one fifty one in, in flames. But you know, <laughs> it should be it's one of those car cigarette. We all know it. it should be one of those old school car cigarette lighters that you push the thing in and then it pops out yes. right on the couch. They don't make Ooh. those anymore. The Cardinals are being no hit right now. Breaking news from why Greg. Confirm. Uh, so, <laughs> our next question comes from the Buckeye State Sports at Ohio Sports 19. Shout out to them. He has hashtag podcast brigade. Do you remember? Did you remember to take a picture when Kentucky was ranked ahead of Ohio State last year in the uh, in the polls? Yes, I did, and I think I've deleted it since then. Kentucky was tight last year. I'm telling you, Benny Snell. God, I'm gonna short-lived. Gonna miss it. Much like their success. Short-lived, much like a Phil sexual experience. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Phil. He's not on tonight. He's uh, he's he's about to hiding from me. Are you saying that's because he squirts his load too quick when he's watching his wife in action with another man? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He's about to leave that one in. Yeah, shout out to Phil for he's about. Fill the cook. Our next question comes from Skeletini at YYA Jeet One. I think it's supposed to be Ya Yeet One. Oh, well, I'm old and white, so. <laughs> so Skeletini asks hashtag podcast brigade. BRM's Bernie Burner of a Burner. <laughs> what have we done to deserve this? this? There, confirmed. Also, favorite bleach cocktail, asking for a friend. What would you mix bleach with, Bernie? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Like Sprite? Steven, do they have bleach in Hawaii? Uh, they do have bleach in Hawaii. I don't know what you would mix it with. I think you drink that shit straight. Well, in Hawaii, don't you have to mix it with Spam or something? Uh, I thought in Hawaii everybody just put it on their asshole so it looked good on the beach. <laughs> Stephen, no, Stephen, have you ever bleached your asshole? I have not. Okay. But it sounds like maybe that one of you guys should volunteer for that, and it should be a live stream on the Twitter handle. I like that. Sounds like okay. horoscope. Sounds like horoscope. No, either- Matt Alaire will do it if it gets likes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that bleach cocktail. You just killed me. I got to mute. I, I just peed a little. 
<laughs> Shout out to Matt. Uh, lemonade and bleach on ice. Speak, speaking I of... I think you mix it with Flavorade. Shout out to Jim Jones. <laughs> speaking of uh, Polly, Polly had a question. Hashtag, hashtag podcast brigade. Mixed nuts, or spa- oh. mixed nuts or Spanish peanuts? I don't know if I've ever had a Spanish peanut. Is it different than a regular peanut? It's like smaller, and it always has the, sh- the skin on the outside. So it's or like the, so it's the fill of peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's an uncircumcised it's a, peanut. Yeah, it, it's it's the fill of uh, small and uncircumcised. Shout out to Phil. My thing to call an uncircumcised peanut is a peanut with a drop top. A peanut. Never heard of it. Bad yeah. Boo. Boo. A peanut with a. Uh, how was that? How was that a bad joke? <laughs> because you. Because yeah. you said it. <laughs> Go rip, go rip your mango drool. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> My douche stick. Your douche flute. Douche. There we go. <laughs> hey, Branch had a question too. Branch asks, hashtag podcast brigade. Should we look forward to robot umps? I think so. So yes. nobody. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yes is the answer there. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Marty Foster and Angel Hernandez. Oh, God. Um, enough said. Yeah. We should also look forward to the DH. I'm oh, ready for no. the DH. Yes. I'm yes. ready for the DH. Just yeah, because it's going to come eventually. It's it's kind of it's kind of like Kevin. It's going to come eventually. Oh. <laughs> and that one wasn't. You also hear Sarah utter her breath over here. She just goes, well, it's going to come eventually. And Sarah goes, much like Steel. It'll be here before bottom retires. Probably. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I how, much, really... how much did we all love that Trevor Bauer at bat tonight with bases loaded? Was that, was that wonderful? I, was always, I, I always did not see that coming. <laughs> I was always against the DH coming to the National League because I, I like having a reliance on having to build a good bench and guys to be able to get in the game and the double switches and things like that. But my opinion's changing because more and more these platoon situations are developing across baseball and that's accomplishing the same thing anyway it's 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 making i used to find the al games boring because nothing would happen once the game started as far as managerial moves go so now that that platoon situation's changing there's a lot more pinch hitters a lot more moves in the field i think i'd be fine with the dh after after jim riggleman double switched me to death last year over the dh I'm just over it. Ken, your <laughs> thoughts? David Bell is double switching guys. David Bell's yeah. the guy for the fifth or seventh inning and then taking him out and yeah, else it, in and I'm like, holy shit! And, and pitching's become such an art form. Let them focus on that. It's silly to even them up there with a the bat. Yes, we've had at the Reds fans, we've had good good hitting pitchers from time to time, but honestly, were they that good? It wasn't that wonderful. Let's see again. Back to tonight. Trevor Bauer was. That's what she said. It wasn't that wonderful. The were loaded, two outs. It was boring. We knew how that was going to end. Again. (laughs) That's what Phil's wife said. (laughs) Phil, this is what you get for not being on this podcast. Ken, though, I was going to get your thoughts. The DH, the DH will be here. Um, And it's it's probably better for baseball. It's better for excitement. They want to score more runs. 
um, it's going to make games long. So stop bitching about how long games are because game end, games end when there are 54 outs. So stop Ooh. bitching when games go longer with the DH. Unless it rains, then it could be shorter. Well, there's there's the only people that complain about how long baseball games take aren't, aren't real baseball fans, so I don't care about that. Like the commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hates Paulie, jump in with your I, DH thoughts. I fucking love the idea of the DH finally being the NL. One, I hope to God it, it advances Joey Votto's career with the Reds, but it's a, it's been a long time coming, and 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 I my conspiracy theory about baseball putting steroids into baseball just to generate baseball again worked. And I think the DH is their next step to generate baseball. Did you just say they put America. steroids in the baseball? Yeah, they put steroids in the baseball. I really think baseball put steroids into itself. Oh, I thought you meant like the actual baseball. I was like, no, Polly no, is no, fucking no, no, on no, one. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, hey, Polly, you're 100% correct. Don't let anybody tell you you're wrong. That is fucking on. No, that was my misunderstanding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Or they are juicing the balls. But the ba- they are juicing the balls. I think it's 100% the truth, in fact. So just continue on, my friend. Thank you. No, I think you will. I mean, <laughs> it's it just the DH will. That's why they started game, playing games at 640 this year. They want to see what the attendance would be like. They want to see Joe up early. Hey, did we also watch the games when they started at 640? Fuck yeah, we did. And I I think I paid even more attention to the games this year when they started at 640. But that DH will make games last longer. We'll, you know, but we all love baseball. So fuck yeah, go DH. Fuck yeah. Speaking of weird start times, why did today's game start at 4 o'clock? I don't know. It was just such an getaway. odd time for like a, a non. Day. It's a getaway day. Yeah, yeah but in the what on the East Coast, yeah, that like, would usually be like a one o'clock yeah. day. That was my thing. Is it was like it, it, you know what I mean? Like maybe the Fourth of July or Memorial Day or Labor Day or something, you know. And I know the Reds play that four o'clock game for the Flying Pig every year on Sunday, so there's an actual reason. But like on a random Wednesday in August. I just thought it was such an odd start time. I was just curious if anybody knew the answer to that. I don't know. Maybe there's something else. Was is there a uh, is there a Redskins preseason game tonight or something? I don't know. No, Thursday. They're, they're playing the Bengals on Thursday. Oh well. Shows you how much I know. Go Dwayne Haskins. Go Haskins. Go. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt, but can can Sarah put her her input in on the start time today? Nobody cares. She just said she just said it out loud like a bunch of times when I was Sarah. You. I want to hear. It's fucking stupid. Why the fuck do I come home to catch up on Twitter and see that the Reds have already started playing and that they're down one to nothing in the bottom of the third at fucking a quarter to five? That's bullshit. That's Wait, stupid. It was one nothing at the bottom of, of the third. What happened? All right, so why don't we move on to the next question? Drew Hampton at Big Tall and Crazy asks, hashtag Podcast Brigade, is there a Reds therapy group and how do I join? Yeah, that's it. Red therapy counts. It's at Therapy. Yep. Yeah, there is at Cincy Group Therapy. Follow him, Drew. I don't know. (laughs) Twitter.com. And alcohol. And alcohol. 
Our final question comes from Jonathan Webster at jwebster underscore 10. Shout out to Jonathan. Jonathan, I'm not liking this question. He had a hashtag podcast brigade. If I buy you, meaning Coop, a ticket to see the new movie about Springsteen's music, would you go? No. And you want to know why? Because Bruce Springsteen fucking sucks. Thank you, Coop. Coop hates America, confirmed. Outside of the Beatles. Coop? Baby, I was born to run. I have no idea what that means. I love the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) The Beatles are fine if you're like over 60. I I like the Beatles. You know why I like the Beatles, Coop? Because they support winning teams. Teams that win trophies. So not the Blue Jackets is what you're saying. Oh, no. It has nothing to do with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Teams from Liverpool. It has everything to do with the Blue Jackets. You know, with that other trophy they won today, not a big deal. Yeah, nobody cares. (laughs) Hey, since since you just tried to kill the podcast. The baseball podcast. Yeah. Uh, why don't we move on oh, to? Okay. Why don't we move on to the live reading of today in Red's Facebook? But before we do that, we've got a special announcement. Why don't you tell everybody what you tweeted earlier today? Oh, I tweeted a bunch of things. What would you be referencing specifically? It involves your no. voice. No, uh, I. Um, are you talking about tennis? Yeah. 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 Um, I sang the national anthem at the tennis tournament tonight um at the western southern in mason it was awesome congratulations that's a big deal because i don't care about women's tennis well now you just shit on your ever opportunity to do it again (laughs) 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 but but before we before we get to that next topic i thought Ken, ken i thought ken could sing for us so i pulled some lyrics from the uh american death metal band cannibal corpse Ken, do you have those uh, ready to go? Unfortunately, I must have misplaced those, Coop. I don't know what happened. You don't want to. You don't want to sing entrails ripped from a virgin. What about post mortal ejaculation? That in acapella harmony. How about fucked with a knife? I saw the movie seven. Dismembered and molested. You want that one or orgasm through torture? These are I'm real song names, by the way. Crying over here. <laughs> These are real song names. Crying. I know. I wish that I'm quite disturbed that that you know so many songs. I listened to Cannibal Corpse. You want to hear some? You want to hear? I, I listened to Cannibal Corpse for the first time, and I don't think there was any actual singing. It was more just screaming with guitar and drums. Why doesn't he just sing uh, God Bless America? Why don't we... Here. No, I, no, damn it. No. no I, don't, <laughs> I, I want my seventh inning stretched back. Stop it. That was just for you. Here's a sample from the, the classic song Dismembered and Molested. Sever the limbs. Decapitate. Yank out your teeth. Then masturbate. Pound the face, ejaculate. My darkest needs, I satiate. Bathe in blood, wallow in bile. Tear out the victim defiled. I'd pay money for William. Great. 
That sounds sounds really sweet and like loving and touching and. Can we get Morgan Freeman to read that on YouTube? Entrails slip through my fingers as I sift through her innards. My body rigid with goosebumps. My erection growing stronger. I put so my. It's a love song. I put my cock into the carcass. My climax can wait no longer. Expectorate my seed of hate onto her mutilated corpse. I have breaking news. Go ahead, Polly. My, my phone. You have lost every subscriber. What'd you say, Polly? You might want to die. They're going to jump off here, guys. I'll uh, see. You. Was it the cannibal corpse? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you, Polly. Hey, love wanna, you, Polly. Love you, Polly. Why don't, why don't we move on to today in Red's Facebook now that. Are you going to cut that or leave it? I'll probably leave most of it. Jesus. <laughs> Wow. Steven, what do you think? Jesus. <laughs> wow. That's really creepy and disturbing, Coop. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was going for. It, it, it sheds a new light on you, though. I mean, they're not my fit. I do I listen under, to them. I understand a lot more now about you. Thank you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I wish I didn't. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> But I do. His name is Greg, but we call him Woo. God damn it, Bert. <laughs> anyway, hey, well, you got to give Wood credit because the the Cleveland Indians gave him a big shout out in their bio. It was great. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> the Reds uh, obviously lost today, but Arist- Aristides Aquino hit a home run, his ninth home run in his first fourteen career games. So, of course. First player to that. Exactly. So that's something to put on Facebook and, you know, to talk about. Well, of course, that angered Red's Facebook. Tim says, David Bell had better learn to manufacture runs, bunt, hit, and run, and steal. He better play the players that are hitting, too. Irvin and now Galvis gets four hits today. Too much emphasis on right-handed, left-handed. Players that are hitting and not looking at third strike, play them. So it all comes back to Votto. Exactly. Yeah, that was. So the Reds scored seven runs. Well, there it is. That guy right there should be the manager of the Reds, and I'm sure they'll win all the World Series and all the World Series and all the World Series. Right there. Just figured it out on Facebook all at once. Now, these next few comments are going to sound pretty similar because everybody's got the same joke. Are you ready? Tori says, buy Aquino. He will be traded because. He will want more money, and the rest aren't going to do anything to send us to the playoffs. Jason says, "I can't find out to which find can't wait to find out which future prospects he gets traded for." John says, "Can you imagine the money the Reds will get for him if he stays hot?" LOL. Wait, I'm sorry. A fifth round draft pick and a player to be named later. What? Matt says he's going to be traded. For cash considerations and a half-eaten moldy bratwurst. <laughs> Anthony says, and the okay. first and the first to be traded by the Reds after doing so. LOL. Let's hope not. So yeah, e- everybody has the same joke whenever somebody does something. Oh, they're going to trade him, not the her. I'm embarrassed that I root for the same team as these guys. This this is this is a perfect example why you should have to pass a test to be able to vote. <laughs> Jay says Vado is by far the most disappointing player on this team. 
Huh. Cool. Kyle says uh, Kino will probably enjoy playing for the Yankees when the Reds give him away. They're not the Pirates. Shane says they will trade him shortly after the All-Star break now. Yeah, with all that team control. Matt says they'll end up trading him for nothing. Let's see. Oh, and Just then, my scooter. And then, so far, my favorite comment. Mike says, stop posting Cincinnati Reds. Your, your Facebook account should be revoked. <laughs> oh. now, see, that one's actually Where's, good. <laughs> Somebody say something. I said, where's the he's not as good as Pete Rose comment? Oh, there's got to be. Oh, there was a post that I didn't read any of them from him, but uh, there was a post about Tucker Barnhart being on today's podcast. So, of course, there was like five comments of he's no Johnny Bench. Well, no fucking shit. He's not Johnny Bench. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Galvis post. How how dare you not be a Hall of Famer? You know, like I continue to think the the big red machine was one of the worst things to happen to the fan base oh, all, uh, until a certain dies off because there's no free agent. Well, there wasn't the boomers. It. It's the uh, boomers. It's just horrible. It was a different game just from a player control perspective. Just completely freaking different. Stop pretending it's the same. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point actually because that team started to come together in '67. There's no way they would have all still been around in 75. No. In in the current financial nope. structure. There's no Not chance, a chance that would have happened. No, I agree 100%. Nope. No way, no how. Do, what was the first Can anybody give a quick rundown on Can anybody give a quick run like how every like it worked back then, how contracts were set up? There was no I, don't free the, I don't think the, the first free agent was what, 1978? Kurt Flood. Yeah. No, I, I I thought it was like 74 is that when free agency it's Somewhere in there. Kind of started with Kurt Flood. I think Kurt Flood. Kurt Flood made his debut in like '58 or something like that. So it had to be a little. No, he was he earlier, but he right? was established when that whole thing went down. I think it was early '70s. I could be wrong. So the reserve clause was in every major league contract that the the club the every club reserved the right to retain control of every player at the end of a contract, and so. The only way a player could leave a team is if they were effectively non-tendered. That's the language in today in today's game, or they were traded. And so, when your contract expired, the club reserved the right to only negotiate with you. I'm sorry, you could only negotiate with them. And so, there was no opportunity to go negotiate with other teams. And Kurt Flood challenged that to the National Labor Relations Board and the Supreme Court. Yeah, '75 was when it started. But they still have the Cap- antitrust laws. Cap- a quick Google search, and it's Catfish Hunter in 1975. Was, that was, was the, the first, first free agent. According okay. to Google. So Rose comes up in 64, um, Perez in 65, um, Bench in 67. Yeah, I think 67. Um, they traded Morgan at what before? Morgan was it 71? 72? 72, yeah, 72. Um, and Fo- Foster breaks the starting lineup in 75? I mean, yeah, that's 11 years difference. There's no way that a, that a, that a team like that could hold could stay together. I mean, well, there's, even there's no way Johnny Bench would have been 
on the team in 74 and 75. There's no earthly way if there was free agency. No. 76 was the first season with... He was known as the first to buy the reserve clause, not the first free agent. 76 was the first free agent season, like after 75 season. And that was the last World Series win for the Big Red Machine. 76. 76, yeah. That's what I meant. Guys, we are are such smart baseball fans. (laughs) Damn you, Burmy. God, Burmy. That's, at least that's what no, they used it, right? No, that that's, that's going, that's going back to that argument yesterday. Yeah. Come on, that was that was that was fucking well done. So now's the time where we go around the room and nominate our Tom Brenneman Memorial Cornhog of the Week. Steven, since you're guesting from another podcast, I'm gonna let you go first and nominate your Tom Brenneman Memorial Cornhog of the Week. Well, it's interesting that you came to me first, and I'm glad you did because, you know, I have thoughts on this. And when I think Tom Brenneman, I think that name, and I was trying to come up with who I would like to nominate since that was my nomination that got him the, the initial award. Um, I figured how I would top that. What person makes me feel the same way when you say their name as the name Tom Brenneman? And it's, it's very clear that Phil Razor is the other name. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm here on your show again. This is the third time that, that Phil is dodging me. And, he, and, he's, and he's just clearly afraid to, to be on the show at the same time. And I don't know what I did to hurt his feelings. He must be in his safe space in Iowa. You know, I don't know what exactly that involves or which cornfield he's hiding in. But... You know, which I, cow he's hiding in? Or exactly. Don't talk about his wife like that. <laughs> That's not nice. I mean, you know, there's not safe for work, and then there's crossing a line, and you cannot call his wife a cow. I don't. I just. That's unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah. I, 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 I nominate Phil just because clearly Phil deserves to win this award. Ken, give us your nomination. Your rant on Today in Red's Facebook got me fired up. I nominate all Red's Facebook commenters as a collective Cornhog of the Week. They can share the trophy. Nice. nice. It's terrible. Kevin. Angel Hernandez. I'm still pissed off about him striking out Joey three times. Burmy. My Cornhog of the Week was also going to be Angel Hernandez, so I have nothing here. No, that's fine. That's actually good because you know, right? Angel Hernandez has more strikeouts than Trevor Bauer this week. <laughs> Angel Hernandez has struck out more hitters than every pitcher in the game right now. I mean, it, it's just out of control. Branch. Mine was my top one was Angel Hernandez, but I've got a second, and it's Aubrey Huff, and or Audrey or Aubrey or whatever you pronounce his name, and the dumbass shit he was tweeting out man, early last week, actually. Uh, so, yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Woo, give us a nomination. My nomination was going to be hashtag sneak on in, because if you were really on that train, you (laughs) got a big kick to the nuts this week, so there you go. (laughs) Did you say Matt Harvey signing with the A's? Just keep trying. Now they're going to have Homer and Harvey. No way. When the hell did that happen? It's it's happening today. He's nearing a new. 18 seconds ago. Oh. Hasn't he been unemployed for like three weeks? Nobody nobody wanted him for like almost a month. Yeah, but 
now three three fifths of their starting rotation is from from Reds. Yeah. That's, so how, you, that's gonna, how you win a postseason series. That's definitely how you win yes, a postseason series. Yes, it is. Series. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so. And Roar fucking make the playoffs. Yeah. We got, we got, you got, Scoop, you got to come with four for the. For so here, here's our four for the poll. We got Phil Razor, Reds Facebook commentators, Angel Hernandez, and Aubrey Huff. Do we agree on those four? Boo. So what, that'll about wrap up this edition. I want to go around the room and everybody give us your final thoughts. Let's start with Woo. Uh, let's hope the Reds play the young players, you know, Josh Grandmeter and get Aquino, all the bats they can get, and uh, don't red this up. And it makes us so we have some enjoyable storylines the last five, six weeks of the season. That's all I really want and hoping for. Branch. Uh, well, <laughs> Sarah, y'all motherfucker. Now, um, I, I, uh, this season's went bad real fast here but you know what uh, <laughs> it's been fun being on the podcast tonight and, and I love you fucking that's all I got Steven follow that up with your final thoughts <laughs> wow I don't know I think Sarah needs her own semi. She's, she's pretty entertaining <laughs> um, you know the season obviously is not going to result in the playoffs but I'm still halfway excited to watch this team on most days you know today wasn't one of them but on most days it's still a fun team to watch uh they kept our attention this season than last season there's still a lot to be watching and be excited about so you know if you're realistic about it and the reds don't continue to screw it up play the young guys like was mentioned and there's still a lot of fun baseball to watch so i'm just going to take the rest of the season from that approach and and hope that uh the reds do the right thing with the playing time and uh we lay a solid foundation for the start of the 2020 season. Ken, your final thoughts. So that's the Christian Yelich who's on base percentage is 420 and his slugging is now um, 690. <laughs> nice. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, play, play the young guys. Um, shout out to the Cardinals who finally got a hit tonight. Damn it. Nothing would have pleased me more than seeing them be no hit. Yeah. I, for the rest of the season, um, I want to see the starting pitching um, stay good. Well, be me good after the last two out, outings of freaking Bauer and Wood. And then um, I want to see uh, Aquino continue to do what he's doing. Obviously, I, I don't expect him to hit nine home runs every 14 games. But slugging 450 or close to 500 um, would be nice. That way we can say, yup, pencil his arm and his bat into right field and do that. That shores up center field and right field. I want to be more confident about more positions for next spring. Um, first base, done. Third base, done. Center field, done. If we can shore up right field, that would be great. If we know what's going on with, with the 13 second baseman on the roster, even better. Figure it out. Um, hashtag to future obscure former Reds, Jose Peraza and Derek Dietrich. Kevin, you're fine. Uh, I'm, I'm in it to see who's who's going to finish with more home runs, Bado or Aquino. That's going to be a race down under the wire because Aquino's three behind and Bado's no longer choking up on the bat. So, All right. Burmy, your final thoughts. So this is the last year they're allowed to expand the rosters to 40. 
come September, right? Correct. Yep. So, well, one future podcast topic, because I think that rule is, I think going from additional 15 to additional three is dumb. I think there's a number in between there that could be fine. But I'm looking through the, you know, Louisville roster, and yeah, not all of them are on the 40-man. But obviously, I want to see Cody Reed in September. I want to see Blandino in September. I think it'd be funny to bring back Way in September to the fucking hell of it. And that's when you can DFA somebody like Jared Hughes if you really want to. Uh, Brian O'Grady is another one. But I think it'd be, a re- it'd be a real travesty if they called back up Scott Shevler to get a cameo appearance in center field come September. He's hurt. I think he's out for the year. <laughs> oh, is he out for the year? I believe so. That's just being a dick. That's just being a dick thrown in his face like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mostly Warp's going to be disappointed. No, I was really hoping he'd get one more start in center field come mid-September on a weeknight, so Borf could be real pissed about it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's good for Reed to come up. He's out of options after this season, so he's hurt right now too, though. Yeah, yeah. If if Cody wasn't he to have, or am I misremembering which hurt pitcher this is? I think he was just starting to throw. I don't think he's done a rehab. Yeah. If Cody Reed, we're gonna have that whole off-season podcast on the options crunch. Finnegan, yeah. but yeah, Cody Reed's healthy at any point to the end of the year. I want to see him again because he actually pitched really well when he was up this year. So I'd like to give him more of a chance. Yeah, I think he probably would have been here if he hadn't been hurt. If if I mean, I hope anyway. So for my final thoughts, first I want to. Uh, give a shout out to Polly for being on and he couldn't stick around for the final thought. So that's Polly's final thought. Uh, shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, uh, the Cincy sports gallery. Shout out to Unc Graham. Shout out to Kev. Since I forgot to shout him out on Jeff Gar's podcast. <laughs> and, uh, I think that'll about wrap it up. So for Bernie and branch, and woo kev ken steven and Polly. this is coop saying we will talk to you later cincinnati ohio